0: really great about Jesus is every time he tells us to do something, we get delivered in the process. (laughs) It's so true. I got so delivered today, guys. (laughs) Like, so delivered. I was like, oh, you're healing my heart. I can't believe it, even though I can, because you told me to teach on it. (laughs) So, guys, um, yeah. So um, two days ago when I was just praying, praying for everyone that was going to be here, um, the, the Lord began to show me what he was going to do tonight. And uh, he said that he's going to come in power. And he's going to blow on the fire that's already in our hearts and begin to set us further and further on ablaze, uh, ablaze with his fire. And um, so the Lord said, again, he keeps telling me this, like, if we will be hungry for more of him, he will be faithful to show up and give us more. Fire! Like, fire! Like, fire! Like I told you guys last time, gaze into his eyes of fire and you will not be the same. You will not be the same. So I I suspect that some of you have been doing that because he said that he's going to blow on that fire that's already been ignited in you. Um, So he also said that um, his love was going to restore a lot of things tonight. And I don't know about you, but like... I have been so restored back to my first love that I can't even hold it in. I get so full that I'm like, it's the weirdest thing. Like my stomach is so full. I'm like, I need to pray for someone. I need to give someone something. Love, I don't know what it is, but when that when that love comes in and restores all things back to you, you can't help but just get it out of you and give it to someone else, guys. I want you to have everything that God is giving me. I want you to be as free as God has made me to be. I want you to see deliverance in your life. Tonight, the Lord said, he said, I am going to deliver people of shame, unbelief, fear. Those three things, if you have any of it in your life, put a draw on the Lord. Tonight is your night for freedom. today, today, D- done, done, deal. No more fear. Fear is the opposite of love, guys. Yeah. When love comes and touches your life, you get delivered from fear. You get delivered from shame and unbelief. So um, I'm teaching on the heart. So um, I love I love hearts. I just I, every time I see people, I see their hearts, and I see who they really are and who God's called them to be. OK. Um, so why does Satan want to steal? Our hearts from us. Why does he want to take away the desires in our hearts, the promises that God has given us, all those things? Why is that? Well, if we look to the word, Matthew 5 8, blessed are those, are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Do you know what happens when we see God? Ooh. The fire of God comes and burns away everything that stands in the way of you and freedom. Because we become like him, his character, his nature, the way he is, he's so loving, he's so kind, he's so good, oh man, he's just so wonderful, and we become that, we become that because of our hearts being pure, and then we stop believing the lies that he says about us. The stupid lies that he just nags at us and tells us things that we're not because you're not. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, if it doesn't line up with the truth, if it doesn't line up with who he says you are, then it is a lie. I've been tormented in my past of lies. Lies and lies and lies and not believing the truth. But now I've caught on, I've caught on to the lies, the same things over and over again. Today he tried the same thing again. You're not equipped to teach. You're not. You're not. You're not good enough. You're not. Da da da. And I'm like, oh my gosh! I feel so much pressure to have to like. Ah. And then all of a sudden I realize, it's up to God. Like Jesus said, He was going to come and encounter you guys and deliver you guys. So the pressure's off of me. So then I get in my car and I'm like, Satan, you're a liar. You're a liar. Again, you've tried to steal, but my God is bigger. My Jesus is better. He did it on the cross for me. His blood runs through my veins. Yeah. His blood brings life to my body, to my mind, to my heart. It sets me free. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. So another scripture, Proverbs four twenty-three. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. When we have the kingdom of God in our hearts, we begin to call forth people's destinies that we don't even know. We don't even know them. We're like, oh my gosh, I I just feel like Jesus loves you so much, like the call of God's on your life. Did you know that you bring freedom and life to people when you walk into a room? Did you know that you'd light up a room? Because the kingdom of God is love, joy, peace, righteousness, faithfulness, goodness. It's every good and perfect thing. Galatians 5.22 says it, the fruit of the spirit. You know, our hearts are so... Think about what we do with our hearts. We invite Jesus to come into our heart, to inhabit our hearts, and to sit with us, and love us, and give us the desires of our hearts. Why wouldn't Satan want to steal our hearts? Why wouldn't he want our hearts to be sick and hopeless? Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire comes, it is a tree of life. Hope is to cherish a desire with anticipation, to expect with confidence, to trust. With hope, we have an expectancy and we trust the Lord in every situation. Tonight the Lord said that there's hearts that have been hopeless that haven't been able to see past their situations. And he's going to deliver you tonight. He's going to bring freedom to your heart. He's going to bring freedom to your lives. Guys, when I moved uh, to Texas... The Lord said, um, I want you to take a day with me. Well, we call them dog day, D-A-W-G, like dog. Um, day alone with God. So I took a dog day, and the Lord said, I want you to move to Texas. And I said, I told you that was the one state I'd never moved to. Literally, the one state I'd never moved to. And he said, I said, Texas. And I said, okay, God, I said, well... There's a few things I'm gonna need you to do for me." Kind of felt like Gideon, but it was, it, he's so faithful. Like, God is just so good. I said, I, I need a car with an air conditioner, because my car didn't have one. It was in July, so you gotta have air conditioner in July. It's Ju- is it July? No, it's June. Um, and I need my family to be okay with it, because they're all in Washington State. And I, uh, I need a place to stay. And so, um, because I'd gotten real hopeless in the place where I was i just come out of massage school, I'm a massage therapist, Um, and I didn't, the Lord, when I landed from Africa, I went on a mission trip, landed, the Lord said, I'm closing the doors here, and I'm opening up the doors elsewhere, and then he said Texas, so here I'm back at Texas, and so that night, um, I went to the movies with a friend, and there was a car that I parked next to with Texas plates for sale. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. And and so I took the number, I gave it a little call, and he's like, I'm getting shipped to Iraq. I I literally have to sell it as soon as possible. I can't drive it back to North Carolina. I said, oh my gosh, really, that's weird. And then I got a phone call from a friend of mine on a mission trip in Indonesia and said, the Lord woke me up and said, if you ever need a place to stay in Dallas, that you're welcome to come. Come And I said, uh... Okay, that's really cool. And so I went home, I went home that night, and I said, uh, Mom and Dad, because I didn't live at home, I just went to visit, I said, Lord told me to move to Texas. And my mom said, Well, honey, obedience is better than sacrifice. (laughs) And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I can't win for nothing. I told the Lord. No. So three days later, I packed my car. I bought the car. I packed my car up and I drove to Texas. <laughs> Broke down in every state because Satan didn't want me to get to Texas. <laughs> my car would not read anything. It read like no overheating, no da da da, dead. Like it would just die. I'm like, Why? Like, why? But I made it. I mean, it died multiple, multiple times. But see, the devil didn't want me to get here. But I just kept my eyes on the prize because God said that I was to go to Dallas. And so I went. I mean, he did so much cool stuff in the midst of that, too. So my hope was restored. When I got to Dallas... I was like, God, I don't know why I'm here, but okay. So a friend comes over and says, I'm taking you driving around Dallas, we're gonna get you a job. And I was like, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, literally workout shorts and a t-shirt. He said, it doesn't matter, come on, we're going." So we, wa- we, we drive over to this place and I was like, I'm not going in there, I'm not going in there, no. No, no. And he's like, come on, it's right up to the Cowboys facility. And I'm like, no. And so he gets the like, boss guy that comes out and says, yeah, we want we inter- to come on in and in- introduce you to this person. So I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, fine. Well, okay, here we go. So I walk in and, the, and I felt the presence of God say, this is the place where you're going to work. And I said, but I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, like the baggiest shorts and the baggiest t-shirts I could have. I was like, there's no way I'm gonna get a job here. And it butts up to the Cowboys practice facility. So long story short, I got the job, but the reason I got the job was because I prayed from the age of seven to 13 to work with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it in that moment of why God was opening up the doors because he wanted to give me the desires of my heart that he put in me from a little girl. He wants to give you the desires of your heart that He put in you from a little girl and a little boy. They're there for a reason. They're not to be capped down. They're to be unlocked so that you can be everything that you're called to be. Amen. Wow. Come on. Yeah. Guys, I'm in transition again. I am. I'm like, Lord said, move out of capel. I'm like, I've been here seven and a half years. I'm comfy. Comfy. Comfy cozy, don't wanna don't wanna leave. He said, Well I can't open up the double doors if you don't let me close the single doors. And I, I was like, I really I really love that you said that because I don't wanna go. I just I and uh, so right now I don't know where I'm going. I know that I'm packing up my stuff and I know that God has always taken care of me. He's never not taking care of me and I trust him. I trust him with my heart. I trust him with my belongings because everything I have is his. He gave it to me. There's nothing I did to get it except for love him because he's my all. So hope. Hope and trust are very big to me because what happens is, is somewhere along the things happen in our lives and we get a little bit disorientated we get a little bit like we can't see clear anymore. And so what we begin to, a lot of times we begin to see God or Jesus as, as another brother or sister in the Lord. And so we think that God's exactly like them. And he's not. And so the truth of who he is is what sets us free. The truth of it. And his encounter, his loving Kindness and his goodness and his faithfulness comes and encounters us and we begin to see who he really is and we no longer begin to see him from, through, the, through the eyes of pain, through the eyes of hurt, through the eyes of shame. We begin to see his true character and his true nature. Zechariah 9.12 says, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. Guys, God wants to restore double to us today. He wants to restore, restore, restore. It's time that we start trusting him. It's time that we say, hands off Jesus. I trust you because you've taken care of me thus far. Because I know your character. I know your nature. I trust you. Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. Guys, I was talking to the Lord today, and I was like, Lord. See, I call my parents sometimes, and I'm like, I'm really struggling with doubt and unbelief. I need you to pray over me. I need you to break off some of this ungodly crap that's trying to come against me. And I thought to myself, what would I do if my parents weren't here? And I said, I would look to you, Jesus, to come and touch me. And I didn't end up calling my parents that time, but I just was like, Jesus, I need you to break this unbelief off of my life. I need you to encounter me again with your love so that I can see rightly, so that I can hear rightly, so that I can know how you feel about me. Guys, he just wants to be intimate with us. He wants to be in every move of our lives. Every move, every move, even when we don't want it got up early the other morning. and I was like, I'm so tired. Had to go to an appointment. And I get out of the car, and one of my cowboy's wives is standing there. I'm like, hey, how are you? Like, you look kind of tired. Uh Oh, I was like, how are you? And in that moment, I felt the presence of God come, because he, he wanted to touch her heart right then and there. I didn't. I I was just doing my life, guys. I was just going to a cryo apport- appointment. I wanted to go to this appointment, and yet the Lord set up a situation for her to encounter His love and for her to feel His presence. So I well, let's pray. Let's pray about the situation in your life. You know, tears. God comes down. She's like, I was just telling the Lord, and then you guys show up. <laughs> well, sure. God wants to bring freedom in our lives. When we become intimate with him, he brings freedom in every area and he uses other people to do it too. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, how he uses other people. So for our hearts to be healed, we got to get real with Jesus. We gotta get real with the things that have happened in our lives. The things that have hurt us, the things that have caused us pain, the things that have caused us to shut down. And like it says in Psalm 62, eight, pour out your heart before him. Last time I taught about rend, to rend, to make sound, to rend your heart to the Lord. When you cry out to Jesus and you say, I can't do this, God, because I'm limited in my own strength. And he says, yes, you can, because I've given you everything. I've given you strength. I've given you joy. I've given you peace. And he comes and he touches your life and he sets you free. And then you move forward again and again and again and again. So tonight, this is what I've asked him to do. And he said he's going to. Deuteronomy 36, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the hearts of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that you may live. Guys, there's things in our hearts that have been dead for a long time. Promises that he's given us, things that he's, that, uh, that he's spoken and said, and he wants to revive those things tonight. Because of his loving kindness and his goodness. He did it in Ezekiel. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. I thought it was interesting that Chad got up and interpreted Tracy's word about the heart. Guys, we need our hearts to be healed. We need Jesus to come and touch us in all of his loving kindness and all of his goodness, all of his grace and his mercy. He's the only way. And even for some of you, if you don't know Jesus, he is the best thing that could ever happen to your life. All you have to do is accept him into your heart And say, Jesus, I need you to come into my heart. Forgive me for all the ways that I've sinned. Tonight's your night. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, he wants to know you and he wants to touch your heart. He wants to come into your hearts today. So another, I want to give you guys one more testimony of my life. I, uh, I was raised in a church home. My parents were youth pastors, pastors, you name it, all the way through my, my life. But um, because they were serving the Lord, there was a lot of things that happened in my life. Um, a lot of abuse, a lot of being left alone because they were doing ministry and stuff. And my parents, they they know this, so (laughs) there's no shame with my parents, like, at all. Um, And what began to happen is my heart began to get hardened to the Lord, because I thought that, that the Lord had just allowed these things to happen to me but what had been happening all along is that Satan had been trying to steal, kill, and destroy. He wanted to shut me down so that I wouldn't fulfill the destiny and the calling of God on my life. That's what he wants from all of you, too. He wants to shut you down and to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his main goal. And so as I began to grow and, and change, I, uh, I just got harder and harder and harder, and I, there was no joy about me, like no joy which is who I am. I mean, it's prophetic, it's who I am. And uh, so I just got shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. And then I, I, got into, I got into like living in the ghetto because I wanted to be all gangsta and mean to people because, because I don't know why. It was like the place where I thought I fit. It was the place that I felt like I had a family I felt like I belonged there because I could be who, who I wanted to be, which was angry hard and shut down. And the Lord, he's so good. He's so good. To look at your life back in the past when you're abusing drugs and you're abusing alcohol because you have to escape the reality in which you've lived in for so long and for how you've thought of yourself, all the shame, all of the guilt, all of the garbage. And he came in and he just said, I'm gonna take this, and I'm gonna give you love. I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna give you love. I'm gonna take this, and I'm gonna give you more love. And it's that love that began to set me free. It's that love that began to restore my heart, restore my soul, restore my mind. Because I would believed the lies of who I was for so long. For so long. God wants to heal hearts tonight. He wants to touch your heart. He wants to set you free from from everything that you've thought, all the lies that you've believed. I'm just gonna pray real quick, guys. I'm just gonna pray. Jesus, Jesus, we love you so much. Only by your love do we get set free and delivered, God. You're so faithful, you're so kind, you're so good, God. All the ways that we've seen you through our distorted goggles, God, we repent and we say you're good, Jesus. We say you're so kind and loving and gracious and merciful, God. God, I ask that you would come and that you would begin to heal hearts, God, where they've been broken, where they've been bruised, where they've been taken advantage of, God. I ask that you would begin to penetrate through the walls that people have built around their hearts, God. I prophesy breakthrough and freedom over your lives. Freedom over each one of your hearts right now. Freedom, freedom, freedom. The fullness of joy, the fullness of joy, the fullness of love, the fullness of love, the fullness of his grace, a revelation of his grace, his mercy, and his kindness, and who he really is.